Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, that was a weird ending to a, a really good card. Uh, first of all, before we uh, hit the intro, happy birthday, Carlos. It's uh, Carlos's birthday today, 24 years young. Thank you very much. Let's hit the intro. Yes, sir. So we've just finished watching um, UFC Vegas 21, uh, Brunson versus Holland. I am Mags, and uh, with me, birthday boy and current British Arco gold medalist, uh, Carlos. Carlos, how are you? I am good. Still as strong as ever, and ready to take back over on April the 12th. Watch this space. Yes, yes, yes. So, let's quickly run through these uh, prelims. Uh, we started the card in the flyweight division. Bruno Silva getting the second round KO of uh, JP Bears. Uh, then we moved into the bantamweights with a first round knockout from Montal Jackson against Jesse Schrader. Uh, first decision of the night was in the middleweight division. Trevin Giles against Roman Deleza. Uh, another KO. The, uh, I think it was something like the second or third uh, latest KO in UFC history with Grant Dawson getting the, the knockout over Leonardo Santos with one second of the third round to go. And then we rounded off uh, this uh, uh, prelims with uh, Marion Renault dropping the, uh, the result to uh, Macy Chiazon. Um, going into the main card, we were originally going to have six fights on this main card, Carlos, but uh, unfortunately, just hours before the beginning of the show, uh, Gregor Gillespie and Brad Riddell uh, was called off. Uh, Riddell's uh, camp has had a, a bout of COVID, which also means it affects um, Volkanovski versus uh, Ortega next week, so we'd lose that fight as well. Um, yeah, obviously, Volkanovski's uh, picked up 
either symptoms or he's got coronavirus, either way, I'm sure it'll come out later on. But who was the woman who, who passed out fainted? Oh, um, Stalyarenko. Stalyarenko, yeah. yeah. For the one part, I love the UFC, but that part is disgusting. The fact is she passed out the first time weighing in and you allowed that poor girl to wait for, try and wait for a second time. Mm -hmm. If her team wasn't there, she would have passed out again and fell on her horse again. Mm -hmm. That's disgusting. Don't um, ever do that again. She's uh, she's come on to social media and, and kind of explained what has gone on. Uh, she's totally took responsibility, said uh, it was her fault she cut to the weight limit uh, too early and has said that uh, anyone who, who is, ha does extreme weight cuttings uh, to get to uh, the weight class that they're fighting him knows that you can't stay at that weight for long because you've drained your body of all its natural resources uh and that's what happened basically she she drained uh she uh, cut weight uh too uh too long didn't make it into to um the weighing time and and, and collapsed well that's it when you cut in so much water like these these fighters do when they come in so close to fight they, they, they can cut up to like 10 to 20 pounds if not more I, i'd put money on with some fighters so it's a lot of, of water they cut, and especially when, and as well now I'm, I'm not gonna, the masks. I'm not going to say anything about, it, but yeah, when the masks are on your face and you're already cutting water and you're you're already body's sort of lacking oxygen in the first place. Last thing you want to be doing is covering your face and shutting your body off in a way. So mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's just dangerous for that. It's like um, McGregor when he put his tweet out. If you if you're sick of uh, cutting weight, move up a class. Simple as that. Yeah. You, Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree anymore. Uh, before we get into these uh, main card facts, uh, a little bit of housekeeping to do. Uh, uh, Shooting the Sports East now have a, a Patreon, uh, so you can go over there and uh, and join that at uh, patreon.com slash shootsportsish uh, and get some uh, really cool uh, extras. And I think there's quite a few different tiers where you get uh, different kind of a uh, bonuses so yeah uh, please uh, consider joining that and uh, really help uh, the team here at shooting sports ish that's at patreon.com shoot sports ish and whilst you're there as well uh, uh, it'd be cool if you uh if you uh, went and, and checked out some of our sponsors we're sponsored by Thrive fancy betting and we're also sponsored by um symbol uh so yeah if you want to get your betting on um uh, we'd appreciate it if you went over there in a tell them that uh, Shooting the Sports ish sent you. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. We thank you for doing that. Especially if you go to the Patreon. If you want the best out of Shooting the Sports ish you'll definitely get it in the Patreon. And, and say, if you're a betting man or a betting woman, they're the two companies for you. Absolutely. Um, so let's go into this first fight. Uh, starting the fight with uh, one of the, the the funnest guys in, in the heavyweight division, uh, Tata Vassa. Um, <laughs> Punch people's heads in and drink this. <laughs> He was, he was taking on uh, Harry Hunsucker, um, who was making his UFC debut, and Tata has uh, rumours were that he was uh, pretty much on his on his last uh, last kind of uh, legs with UFC, and uh, if he didn't put up a, a decent performance, uh, he was potentially going to get cut. I'd say he put up a fairly decent performance, walks away with a, a 49 second knockout, uh, started with some massive uh, leg kicks which absolutely just destroyed Humsucker. Um, Tar then just throws a massive right hand, uh, you could see that Humsucker just was destroyed from it, Tar kept swinging, uh, <laughs> Humsucker went to the floor, hammer fists, 
far over, <laughs> pretty yeah, much. That were it. Tar just came in there. He knew he knew this were a fight flight fight for him. He, he needed to win it. He were going to be one of the next fighters to get caught, especially if he didn't win this fight. And the way he did it, got to give his props to his opponent. That big right hand that he landed on him, but Tar just he just he just had it like it were breakfast. Like yeah. the guy literally says that he does. He likes to punch people's heads in. And he likes to have a beer. So that's that's the way it is. I'm glad to be honest with you. I'm glad he's got my win because I'm. I've not bought a Tartabassi yet. I'm glad he's got the win so he can stay in the UFC. I, I just love his character. The fact he's a fucking Aussie. He's Mexican brilliant. Yeah, um, the one thing with with Tai, it brings a it brings a character to that heavyweight division. He's never going to be uh, a technical fighter. But no. he's, he's always going to give give you his all, uh, and he proved that today. And uh, when the, his back was up against the wall, and it was looking likely that he was uh, he was going to get cut, he he pulled it out in the clutch and uh, got the win that he deserved. Yeah, definitely. He's one. Of, he's just one of them fighters. He's not. He's. He'll probably say it himself. There's there's little skill there, little technique. He just knows he's a heavyweight. I think he just made the mark with 0.5 pounds. I think he, what mm-hmm. did he weigh like 260. Five points summer. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so he, he literally only just mend the mark. So he's a big guy and he's got some fucking power there. And he knows if he if he cracks you on one of them, he's, you're getting put to sleep. But he also takes the risk of taking the big hits that he did uh, early on in the round. But like I say, he, he ate that one and yeah, probably guessing he's had about five shoes, bit on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, then we went to uh, a fight in the uh, bantamweight division. Um, Gustavo Lopez taking on Adrian Yanez, uh, and this uh, uh, was I enjoyed watching this fight. I thought that uh, Yanez was was so heavy hitting for for such a small guy. Uh, he had a lot of power in his shots. Um, just really kind of dominated um, uh, Lopez with with the the different ways he was coming, the different angles that he that he uh, he tried. Lopez, fair play to him, was able to, to uh, move in and, and get a lot of his own shots, but uh, when Yanez turned it up, he absolutely destroyed Lopez for, for the first two rounds, really kind of dominated him, and then started the second round, and within, what, four or five seconds of the second round, he absolutely drops um, Lopez with a right hand. Um, Yanez uh, went to, to follow up, didn't need to bother, did a walk-off knockout, and and Yanez um, picked up a, a very classy slick win. Yeah, that was brilliant. That especially the walk off KO like that's just Mark Hunt style all over. He the, in that in that fight you could definitely see it was a style of speed versus power. They were both very evenly matched in the skill set, and they were both training shots off, and they were both throwing leather like it was nothing. So the they impressed me both of them impressed me it were they were a bit mm, I, I like the finish love the finish I would have in a way weirdly I would have loved this one to go to decision just because it were a, a close fight and if it did go to decision it would have been one of them ultimate farts of mm-hmm. oh which way could it have gone if you know what I mean yeah well yeah we we saw the way it went and um, what's his name Yanez Yanez he he just absolutely dominated and the beautiful shot as well it was so fast even in slow motion it still looked fast and then when they like oh let's watch it in real time he's like what are you doing <laughs> it's like literally it was like someone just switched the light on 
and then he switched the light off. Yeah, it was that fast, and it's wow. It's it's not often you see uh, those kind of walk off knockouts, and and when you do, they are um, very very memorable. And and this is uh, kind of like a a benchmark win for for Yanis. Definitely impressive wins. Fast hands like that, he's. Uh, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He must have had some boxing experience down the line or somewhere like that, but mm-hmm. Jesus, he's he's got some speed. He's even got some power, and all the commentators were saying about his speed and that lot, but he was more flat-footed in a way for me. And when I had mates around uh, today, obviously it's my birthday, so they were asking me about the flat-footed, and I was giving my opinion on it. Sometimes flat-footed, you've got a lot of power there, and it looked like he were, were throwing with bad intentions and he definitely mm. were especially the right hand was just beautiful just so fast on the mark and not only that the way he were able to hit and then get out of the way straight away so he avoided that oncoming shot was just mwah. yeah really really well played um, then in the middle of this main card we had uh, Cheyenne Baz taking on Montserrat Ruiz and this uh, this was uh, uh, basically a lesson in in ground game control. Um, first round was pretty much five minutes of Ruiz uh, controlling bars in the, in the scarfold, uh, able to really kind of land those punches to the face while still controlling the arms of, uh, of bars. And, and uh, Ruiz just was so comfortable uh, just staying on the ground, uh, really working hard and and um, just making sure that Baz was as uncomfortable as she could be for the first five round for the first five minutes. Uh, second round started off a little bit more aggressive for for Baz, uh, uh, a little bit more ground game and fair play to uh, Ruiz as well because she showed she can still throw hands. Uh, she wasn't just uh, a, a ground game specialist; she was able to to hang with Baz. Um, on on the feet as well, uh, but I think um, Cheyenne definitely had more power uh, whilst on the feet. But when Ruiz had enough, or when she was feeling a little bit uh, uncomfortable, she took it back to the ground uh, and again went for that uh, went for that scarfold and was able to yet again 
uh, keep it, keep uh, uh, bars controlled on the floor for a, a long, long time. In this, uh, in this round, bars used her um, used a, a a lot more of her legs to try and force her way out of position, uh, which which almost worked. But uh, Ruiz was pretty much wise to it and was able to just uh, um, basically change up position and 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 keep um, uh, Shane on the ground. Uh, that w that for me w meant that uh, uh, Baz needed a knockout in this third round, or needed a finish at least. Uh, unfortunately, she wasn't able to get it. I thought that this was probably a better round. This third round, she uh, it stayed on the ground a hell of a lot more. Um, both girls getting uh, some cracking shots in. Uh, Baz having uh, a lot more of the the, the the punches in the pocket and the ranges and the, and the different kind of uh, uh, strikes. Again, it, it was able to, to go back down to the ground, uh, but um, uh, Baz was able to, to get out of position, able to uh, switch, and um, unfortunately she was uh, she was pinned down again, um, and then um, come to the end, uh, there was a little bit of a tussle between these two girls. They were both uh, uh, pretty worked up. Um, I think uh, Baz uh, took a shot after the bell, uh, and then uh, they started a bit of uh, uh, pushing and shoving. Uh, Ruiz uh, giving, flipping the bird, giving uh, Baz the middle finger. Uh, basically, they were told to shut the fuck up. And uh, yeah, uh, Ruiz picked up the, the 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 unanimous decision. Yeah, Ruiz definitely deserves victory. I'm going to say a couple of things. Uh, obviously, Baz, leave your fucking coach. Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. he's shit. Sh absolute dog shit. With these instructions, the first ten minutes, he was just telling you what she was doing to you. Yeah. Any dickhead could have told you that. I mean, but just uh, just to chirp in, uh, Michael Bisping was on uh, on Twitter as well as commentating as he as he tends to do, All and right. he was saying uh, the way to get out of that position was to uh, throw the legs back and and try and. Uh, She's explored out of yeah, it. Yeah, fast movement. Try and, to, try and control the head with your legs so you can pull out of it. And he was getting to a Twitter argument with uh, some fans on Twitter who were saying, "No, that's not the way to do it." And he's like, "Okay, you tell me the proper way to do it, then, dickhead." I'm only an MMA fighter. Uh, I know what I'm talking about, but yeah, you tell me. Yeah, uh, no, but I'm you're right. Stuff. The coach was 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 woeful, absolutely woeful. It was dog shit. Simple as that. It's more I'm not going to put it a flat way. It was absolute dog shit. It was just for the first ten minutes, you're telling your fighter what their opponent's doing. So, oh, it's just laying on top of you. Oh, it's just a game plan. Oh, she's just laying on top. Oh, she's just doing the same thing. No shit. You're just saying exactly what's happening. Yeah. Exactly what. And it was working. Exactly That's what Mike Perry was saying about Cornerman. How shit some of they are. Because you're paying them money for them to tell you what's going on in the fight. You're in the fucking fight. You can see what's happening. You're on your back. And fair enough. We're fighting the first round, five minutes. Wasted. Definitely a 10 8 round. That's one thing I'll okay. say about the commentary team. Questioning it about a 10 8 round. Come on, dummies. That was definitely was, a 10-8 round. It was about 4 minutes 50 seconds of control for Ruiz. Exactly, and you can't say to me that's not a 10-8 round. Come on, that's fucking stupid otherwise. And then the second round, I think she had what? Like they were in a 4 minutes of control. Mm -hmm. Then the third round, about what What were it about control? A, a the, third round, it was probably about a minute. Yeah. She, she did almost 10 minutes of control over the three rounds. Yeah, so it's it, she absolutely dominated her mm -hmm. on, on the ground and then... I was literally saying it in in between round one. What? Cause she she's not known as a ground fighter. She's a better stand up uh, 
uh, Vez is a better stand-up fighter. So when she was in the first round, she was getting fucked up. Simple as that. He's, he's still pissing me off that they were questioning it's a ten-eight round. It was, Definitely a 10-8 round. It, it, it's weird because only one judge actually gave it a 10-8 round. Exactly. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how? Like, how can you not judge that? Like, seriously, come on. But then, obviously, when Vaz was on her feet, she was hitting and moving, hitting and moving. She wasn't staying still, and that's exactly what she needed to do. And then she was getting sloppy, basically, getting letting herself get in, put into the clinch. And then getting took back down by the same thing. And then a coach were then exactly saying the exact same thing, exactly what's going on in the fight. Get rid of your fucking coach. Move somewhere else who's going to help you and teach you, not just in the gym but in fights, because it didn't look like you had a fucking clue what you were doing on the ground. <laughs> but then saying that, Ruiz, obviously being the shorter opponent, she took the game plan, took the bigger opponent down, used her own weight against her. I thought after the first round, her arm's going to be pretty much fucked because yeah. she have like, how... Oh, she were holding that base of that reverse bulldog, ch uh, bulldog choking away, and uh, yeah, man, she's she's a little tough cookie, that girl. Yeah, um, ten, ten minutes that she had that arm in that position. Exactly, and she didn't once like sort of let up. And yeah, fair enough. Third round after ten minutes of control, I don't think anyone could say, oh, maybe she were a bit shit because I don't think she were. I think she were. To be honest, with you, I could have given her all three of them rounds if I were to be biased, which I'm not. Which obviously the last round. Gonna have to go to to Bears because she she did she did a lot more in that round than she did what she should have done in round two. Yeah, she did more in that third round than she did in both uh, the first two rounds put mm. together. Um, let's go into the the new core main event. This this fight was actually meant to be, I think, second on the card, um, with uh, Gregor Gillespie and Riddell being uh, being dropped from the card. This uh, moved into core main event, and what a core main event it was. Max Griffin taking on uh, Kenan Song, um, another first round knockout uh, and a, a superb victory for Max Griffin. Um, started off both uh, fighters really bright, really wanting to, to hit their opponents hard very quickly. Uh, Griffin coming out with the jabs and um, Song with the, the attempts at head kicks. Um, Griffin kind of like started to put the pressure on a little bit earlier than, than, than Song did. Uh, but uh, Keenan was able to, to defend well. Uh, we, we get back to the, the centre of the octagon. Um, Griffin uh, really trying to light uh, Song up. Uh, Song tried to, to push away with the, the front kick, uh, but Griffin uh, not allowing for that. Lands a right hand. Uh, you see uh, Song's eyes cross. He wobbles a little bit. One, two, pop, pop. Good night. And Song was out. And not only... I'm not talking about a, tech, a normal kind of UFC knockout where the guy is put uh, put asleep and then he's, he's awake. This guy was was knocking his heads out. He was face down in the octagon for a for a minute easily. Uh, <laughs> a, a massive, massive win for Max Griffin. Uh, he's been a, a an MMA and UFC veteran for a long time. I think this was his 11th fight or something like that in the UFC, uh, and he won't get um, a, a clearer win than that. Absolutely not. Song were definitely like sleeping off that jet lag, especially he, he like you say, he were he were knocking his heads out. And Max Griffin, wow, what? This was one of them. It were again, they were both equally maxed on the feet. It was. Someone getting his own good shots off, he was banging with him, and mm -hmm. it, it was good to watch. But then, 
Max Griffin just that right hand landed perfectly on the button and like you said you just see Song's eyes just sort of roll it back of his head and it's like he didn't have a fucking clue what were going on. So yeah, good win for good win for Matt. I think it's like two wins in a row for him. Like I say, he's a veteran in the UFC. Not really quite making it up in the rankings like a lot of people. No, he's, he's still he still got a a negative win loss record. I think he's one uh, one five and lost six, but. He's certainly making waves with those two uh, two victories uh, in recent weeks. Well, that's it. He's uh, this this performance now. He's definitely going to open up a, a better opportunity for him moving on. Talking about bigger opponents, maybe, maybe not. Obviously, the welterweight division at the moment. You've got Usman versus uh, Masvidal for the second time, which mm-hmm. I don't think should. Do you really think Masvidal deserves that? I don't. It's a money uh, fight. It's de- yeah, it's definitely a money fight. It's, you can't not, but then again, who, who else can you fight? You've got Leon, who's, who's already said, I think today or, or yesterday, that they're trying to get uh, Corvette, but we'll, they'll see what he has to say. And Who, who else in, in there what you could give him? Because, you know, again, he hasn't really got a, a record to, to the stage where you could say, yeah, He's could fight a top five and probably stay in there and hang with him. After a couple more performances the way he did tonight, possibly. But that's just going on his performance tonight. If he goes back in the gym and works on it, works on his um, works on his game and, and carry on doing what he's doing, he's hopefully his work pays off because it's always good to see someone who's been in the UFC for a long time actually. I'm just been on himself yeah, the commentary. Live, live up to your potential. Yeah, so I think you've been in there for you've been in the USC for so long, you you don't want to basically end up leaving the USC or retiring, going yeah, our one of the longest fucking reigning UFC fighters, but I never met him anywhere close to a belt. You don't want to be like that, do you? You don't. It's like you're not even a gatekeeper at that point. You're literally just one of the fighters. You're just winning and losing. Yeah, I mean. To be fair, uh, looking up and down the MMA um, rankings for for the welterweights, uh, there's not actually a lot of fights been made. There's a lot of like, uh, talking about fights and potential fights. Uh, for me, uh, I think it'd be interesting to to see uh, Griffin go up against someone like um, Michelle Pereira. Yeah, that'd be a good yeah, that'd be a good fight for him. I think uh, obviously is Michelle Pereira coming off all that crap with fucking Diego Sanchez and. Is that really his last fight? And stuff? Uh, no, he he, uh, he got the decision against uh, Kaylin Williams last, um, but yeah, there was the the DQ against um, uh, Sanchez pretty recently. I mean, looking again, you could even say maybe Cowboy Oliveira. That'd be a good fight for him, yeah, definitely. I mean, Especially he, with the... he, he, it would give Max the the opportunity to get that win back because he, he lost to uh, to Cowboy a, a couple of fights ago. Uh, and this Max Griffin maybe would be a, a better uh, fit for for Cowboy. Well, definitely two two definitely bangers right there. And if you throw them in the octagon together, I guarantee you get the showdown. I think you just I think Sean Shelby owes you a thank you there. I think you just, <laughs> just made him a fight. Well, Sean, hit me up. <laughs> JK, we on Twitter. Um, let's get into this main event. Um, yeah, I'm. It's not often these smaller cards uh, disappoint, and this one I don't believe has disappointed. But what has disappointed is the harp, uh, the harp going into this fight. 
uh, Kevin Holland uh, taking on Derek Brunson. This is a Kevin Holland who, who broke every record in the in in the book for for UFC, uh, fighting five times over twenty uh, twenty five victories um, really put himself in the picture uh, if it wasn't for, for the likes of maybe Chimiev he would have probably been uh, MVP of the year um, but sometimes when you uh, you're giving so much hype and everybody's uh, riding on your dick you start to believe that your shit don't stink um, and I think that's been the case here with, with Kevin um we, we, I think he's a, a brilliant fighter. Uh, I, I love his uh, trash talking. I think he, he brings character to the to the UFC. But what he's been proven here, he has got significant uh, holes in his in his games. Um, Derek Brunson was able to pretty much bully him uh, in in terms of keeping him on the ground, and Holland had no kind of comeback for 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 that. I think the way he's won his fights before is he's talked uh, his opponents uh, around and kind of like got in their heads. Derek Brunson was having none of his bullshit. It's as simple as that. Um, first round, uh, he started quite well, uh, landing uh, the, the 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 left. Uh, Brunson uh, had a couple of kicks to the body. the The first kind of issue with with Holland was when he whiffed on a um, uh, a kick, which uh, meant that uh, that Brunson was able to take him down, uh, and he kept him down for the first round. Um, the issue was he didn't Holland didn't take it seriously he didn't see that he had an issue here uh, he was still chatting shit to um, uh, the likes of Habib giving his own corner team shit saying oh I ain't got a decent coach here in my corner I mean talk about disrespectful um, second round um, he, he had a little bit more um, kind of uh, opportunity to to, to um, basically win the fight he had a uh, Brunson really hurt uh, there was a point where we thought this was going to be uh, a quick Kevin Owens victory but Brunson was able to, to clinch able to uh, recover and able to get Holland back down to the ground uh, this time he was going for the arm triangle uh, he damn near got it he even got into position where he got his legs free and was able to push from the side but uh, but uh, unfortunately he just wasn't able to to get enough squeeze to, to make Holland uh, tap in the, in the second third round again we, we start on the feet as, as every fight does um, but it quickly goes back down to the ground and uh, Brunson is able to to just bully uh, Holland. The issue now into this third round was that Brunson was absolutely gassed. You mm. could see he was knackered. His punches had a lot less power behind him. So this should have been Holland's opportunity to take the control in the fight. He had the more energy, he had the more power, but he was just, it was just it was still able to be bullied on the floor. He hit a lot more shots from the bottom, which is good. He, that's how he beat Jackery, if you remember rightly. Um, but he was just not able to do enough damage to Brunson uh, that, that made Brunson think about uh, changing his game plan and keeping the fight uh, going to the ground. Going into the fourth, this was this was a make or break for Holland. And yet again, fell for the same kind of thing going into the ground game. Um, Brunson was able to just control him yet again. Uh, a couple of times, uh, Holland was able to get back to his feet, but then was dragged back down to the floor. Um, he just didn't... He, for me, the issue was that he didn't take this fight seriously. 
Absolutely did take the fight seriously. It was an absolute fucking shambles. Like, like you say, like, congratulations to, to Derek. Obviously, all the shit that he was getting online with Kevin Owens and people overlooking him. And to be honest with you, I even thought he was going to lose the fight just because of how, how, how serious, how thought and how good Kevin Owens were. But I'm glad I've had my own words tonight because mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, what the, he was putting on a performance like he were. Oh, it was just shit. It was just proper shit. Yeah, it was. It, he's he's been. Uh, I think he's been swept along as UFC typically do. The this uh, see a fighter having great potential, and he got swept along with all that heart trade, the Sean O'Malley stuff, the uh, Paolo Costa stuff, all that stuff where a fighter is doing uh, doing good things. Then the UFC make them believe that they're the best, they're the the next uh, big thing, and they not, and they they don't focus on improving the game. They just think that every win is a given. And Derek Brunson, for the I think for the second time now in a row, he's become this uh this heart killer. He did it last last time against uh Shabazin. He was uh Shabazin had a big heart train. Derek Brunson, uh, second. Um, Second main event uh, spot, second time he's uh, he's been a heart train killer. Yeah, well that's it. He, Brunson has, has been in there with some of the best of the best, mm-hmm. and fair, fair enough, he, he may have lost, but they're learning experiences when you when you look at it in them sort of senses. It, and it it wasn't that long ago he beat Leoto Machida. Exactly. So it's it's one of them. A lot of people can sleep on him all day, but after a, a win like that over Kevin Owens, and yeah, fair enough, I found it a bit boring because I'm. Don't get me wrong, I'm a grappling guy. I love grappling. I don't mind the takedowns, I don't mind exactly what he was doing, but he'd come up, he was holding him a lot of the times, he was just laying on him and he weren't doing much. And even when he was trying to punch, Holland was blocking a hell of a lot of them. That was the only good thing Holland did was hold on and block, and Brunson were holding on from top, he weren't really doing much. And Holland, like you say, he, were, he said if he wins his fight, he's going down to 170 to challenge Usman. He'd give his corner shit. He was speaking to fucking Khabib. He was having chats about Khabib. You need to slap yourself. That's what <coughs> you need to do. You need to slap yourself. You need to wake up. Because like Bispin said, do you want to be, be known as this guy who, who's trying to be funny in the octagon? It's funny when it's working for you. But when it's not working for you, you just look like a bell end. Like, he made you look like a bell end. I'm sure at one point, Brunson said, like, are you going to talk after the fight? And it's... It was just one of them and... It sort of got to me as well. It didn't get to me, but it sort of when I looked at it as when the fight was over, Derek knew that he won that, and Kevin Owens were, he went over to him. Basically, he could have grabbed his hand, and he might as well have just been rubbing himself up to him, walking along with him. And Derek's just walking away, and you can just see it in Derek's eyes that like, he, he don't want to like you. You've just been you. even probably looked at it as you took the piss coming like yeah. up to this fight, leading up to this fight. You thought you were just going to walk through me because of this heart train. And you've just stepped in front of a dangerous. And let's put it this way: look at Derek Brunson. He he usually has a bit of a chubby belly because he's a wrestler, but he looks tall. He looks like he came to this shape knowing that he he needs to win this fight. Obviously, like I said, he, he won his last fight, but he's he's he was going on a bit of a up down situation. And then especially with this big name fight, if you want to call it, he's just made that big name look like a fucking amateur. So. Mm-hmm. In that sense, yeah, he, Kevin Holland needs to, needs to stay in his lane, he needs to know what he needs to do, he definitely needs to work on his grappling, if his coaches are shit, don't give him shit in the fight, don't they, just, 
Sort it out afterwards. If you if you haven't got no good ground call, just go and get some. Simple as that. Don't ask him be whilst he's there. How unprofessional does that look? I bet you Dana Hartman, that's, you, you know when Dana Hart, like smiles like that. He's not smiling because he's funny, he's smiling because he's thinking, fuck's sake, my organisation looks like a fucking joke, doesn't it? People have paid for this fucking card in America and look at this guy pissing about. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a good, especially when you're not fucking winning, especially when you're yeah. not winning. Yeah. It's a lot McGregor. It's all right with speaking shit when he's winning, not too much when he's fucking... When he's, when he's not up there, he's not a champion. Yeah, and I think the difference between uh, Holland and McGregor is when McGregor is, is uh, down in a fight, he he cuts the the, the kind of showboating and, and bullshit out. He knows he can switch it to be uh, a professional, uh, to, be, to, to, to turn up the level of performance. Kerry Holland didn't do that at all. Absolutely. He kept up the shit talk. He was absolutely dominated for five clear rounds. He had no uh, no second game. He had no uh, yeah. Th- th- this this shit talking ain't working. Derek Brunson did not come to play. It's as simple as that. He he'd been disrespected in the build up. He's seen how Kevin Holland uh, has talked smack to other fighters and got in their heads and and basically won fights by um, psychologically rather than with his with mm. his skills. And that's what I think he tried to do tonight. He just yeah. didn't work. He got nothing. He got no comeback from from Derek Brunson, uh, which is the best game plan. And hopefully, Kevin uses this as a as a, a tool to say, yeah, that might work for some people. But when it comes down to the crunch, if you're in a fight with somebody and they're not taking your your smack talk, you need to turn up your your yeah. output, and you need to. Uh, it certainly needs to learn wrestling. It's yeah. as simple oh, yeah. as that. His wrestling was was abysmal. He got absolutely bullied by someone who was gassed halfway through the yeah. fight. Now, if I was a promoter of the UFC, which I never will be, but if I was, and if I was Sean Shelby, these are the fights I'd make. Brunson won that fight. I'd give him Costa. Costa's back down from fighting Whitaker on short notice. Kelvin Gastelum stepped in because he's got the biggest balls out of the two. So give Brunson Costa, because Costa's got a shit ground game. As you said, he talks about his jiu-jitsu, but his jiu-jitsu is dog shit. But then you, you go to Kevin Hollins, I'd make him eat his words. I'd give him fucking chimmy Obviously, that fast night on with, with, with Leon and stuff like that, I'd say to Jimmy, if you fancy going up to the middle like that, because there's a guy who was saying that he's got a couple of dildos in his car, he's a fuck, yeah? So do you want to make him eat his words? Because I fucking would. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, all, all that kind of stuff, it's just... It's it's childlike. Um, for, for me, I think he needs to go back to the drawing board. I mean, the guy's still uh, top ten. So... Going down, I don't think um, top ten after that performance. Going down time. too far is maybe um, is is. I mean, you you don't want him up against someone like uh, Alexi or Decherio or, or someone like Tom Breeze, for example. Uh, but certainly, um, someone maybe among the, uh, the level of, of Tavares, perhaps, or Akmedov, Amari Akmedov. You say it could be, or even giving the guy in front of him, give him your eye hole. You say give him number nine, number ten. If that's the case. Oof, I yeah. mean that's that's. I mean your eye hole's on a on a massive win streak recently. I mean it's he, not that long ago he knocked out Anderson Silva. Um, yeah, well, it's Archer versus Archer. I think I think um, I think Uriah may have Chris Wyman 
uh, next month, but I'd certainly have him against the winner of that match. Either way, I'm all the all the fights, uh, the only person in the top ten who's not talk is is Paul Acosta. No, uh, no there's uh, Cannonier as well, I think. Oh, Jared Cannonier. So yeah, well, there's two fighters uh, who's who, who's not fighting. So that's. Say that Kevin Owens, no, he doesn't deserve he doesn't deserve a opponent like Cannonier or Costa or anything like that. So Brunson out of them two, then yeah, give Brunson one of them two. But yeah, we're Kevin yeah, Owens. I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with uh, Brunson versus uh, Costa. That'd be a, a, a great fight. Uh, and then I'd have um, Holland, maybe even against the loser of uh, of Wadman and uh, Uriah Hall. Oh, after the performance of that, I just won't even give him a, a decent near fight. I'd have to. No, but it's still the fact is, it's still it uh, still puts it uh, still sells tickets. It still sells uh, events. So I won't drop him back down to to like the lower ranks because he he's definitely a top fifteen fighter. Yeah, I'd say he's a top fifteen fighter, but with a performance like that and you take it piss, you you're getting your ass whooped every single time uh, if you're looking at the top five. Especially in the middleweight division, because fucking hell, you might yeah, everyone might sleep on Izzy now because he's just been beat off Jan, but he hasn't been beat at middleweight, no. and he's beat everyone and, at middleweight. So and yeah, there's, there's not anyone likely to to beat him at middleweight. Exactly, that is his weight. Mixed mm-hmm. martial arts, that is his weight. Simple as that. So it's yeah, that's a killer's division there. And Kevin Owens, man, he would sour some of what he's spoken if he thought he was going to go down and beat fucking <laughs> if he that was his performance. Yeah, Jesus. Um, so let's uh, have a quick look forward to next week's event, uh, a number pay-per-view, UFC 260. Uh, unfortunately, like I said earlier in the show, we lost the core main event, uh, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky against Brian Ortega because uh, there's been a bit of an outbreak in uh, Volkanovsky's team, which uh, cost this event its core main event and next week's event its core main event. So as of now, there's only four uh, fights uh, scheduled for the main card, uh, but the UFC have said that uh, another one will get announced in the next couple of days. Uh, but we've got the return of Sugar Sean O'Malley against uh, Thomas Almeida. Let's see if uh, if uh, he still is mentally unbeaten. It's fucking stupid, putting, uh, his under, putting his undefeated record on the line again. Yeah. Shut up! Clown, <laughs> and then co-main event Tyrone Woodley against Vincente Luca, which is going to be an absolute bop if we can get the Tyrone Woodley that was a killer in the uh, in that welterweight division, rather than the Tyrone Woodley that uh, just likes to be wrestle fucked. Uh, and then main event, this is a fight we've been waiting for for forever. Steve Miocic taking on the absolute animal of Francis Ngannou. It's 2017 and then last four, and it's I've just I just knew. I how many years you making now since 2017? Four years. Four, four years, years since the last four. For this fight. Both have grown as fighters. Both have really kind of up the game, um, and this this will be uh, a match watched by a certain. Former light heavyweight champion uh, with very much bated breath. Uh, I wonder if he's got a preference to to who he wants to win because yeah, Steve, because he don't really yeah, I was going to say Francis. no one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone could uh, handle the power well, of Ngannou. Well, I was speaking to him tonight, and uh, we were speaking about Francis, and he's like, "Oh, fucking hell, Steve was taking down again," which is a possibility. He will do, but then at the end of the day, you. When he said that, my response was, well, why the fuck would you not? Why would you want to get hit by him? But like, if he hit me, uppercutted me, he'd probably lift me off my fucking feet. Like, look at the size of him, man. But the, the, uh, 
the word is that Francis has spent a lot of time actually on his ground game. So he'll need to because if he, you, de you definitely know he's not going to be looking for for subs. You know that no. he's going to be going yeah. to try and be getting back but, to his feet as much. But as you can. also know that Stipe is not going to want to spend long periods of time standing and banging with him because Absolutely not. Uh, Francis is the kind of person that not only would spin your jaw it would take your soul well that's a, as well Francis he's still got a lot of muscle and that's a lot of lactic acid that can build up and a lot of oxygen he's going to need and Stipe's good at pressure that's why he's the, that's why he's the heavyweight king mm -hmm. got the most title defences than anybody else in that division any other champion in that division and yeah, he's uh, he's good at putting pressure on, and if Francis Ngannou can't handle the pressure, it's not like he's a small guy, he's a lean guy, he's a fucking, he's a brick fucking wall, but uh, he's he's a bit like a brick shit house. So, he, <coughs> yeah, he's he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. But don't sleep on Stepe, man. Absolutely not. So yeah, tune in next week to uh, hear the the live breakdown uh, from from us about that event. Um, but um, before we go, we'd love to uh, need to give some thanks to uh, the networks for for providing us a platform to be able to to uh, shoot our shit. Um, so there's uh, at shooting the sports ish. Follow them on all social media platforms uh, at Chairshot and at Visionaries Global Media. Uh, definitely uh, consider subscribing to uh, the Shooting the Sports-ish Patreon and definitely go and follow Five Rounds on every social media out there. Follow me on Twitter, at DJ Kirby. Follow Birthday Boy uh, as a little present, at Kirby underscore Carlos. Um, thank you all for listening. And that is the end. Adios, amigos. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.